Hello everyone, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Tuesday the 30th of March. I'm joined today by birthday girl, Amy Weir-Simmons, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hello there, Amy. How are you today? Hi, Peter. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, Not too bad. Um, And I have to say to listeners, um, it's a very important day today um, because it is, in fact, Amy's birthday. So (laughs) I'm old. so no god no um uh, anyway um uh, i think that means that i have to sing you happy birthday um on, so happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear amy happy birthday <laughs> to you thank you <laughs> that's right there you go um i've never done that before but you know on online as it were anyway but there you go everything on the podcast <laughs> um brilliant um, and by the way just for listeners concerned as to why uh, you know amy um doing doing today's podcast even on her birthday did actually we did actually bring this up last week and i said are you sure you wanted to do it yeah. uh and and she did do it you know she did say you, she is doing this willingly <laughs> Yeah, of course. There isn't too much else to do in lockdown, you know. <laughs> anyway, right. So, um, so anyway, let's let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, what did you um, what did you think was um, the story that caught your eye the most, Amy? Today. So today, the story which kind of stood out to me the most was the one about H and M practically vanishing from the Chinese market overnight yeah. over the human rights row. Yeah. So. I know you spoke about this in the Friday episode. So yeah, yeah. to any listeners who want a more in-depth analysis, definitely go listen to that episode. Yeah. But just to give you a quick overview. So Chinese brands um, have expressed their support for the cotton source from Xinjiang, where mm. some officials have been accused of human rights abuse. Whereas yeah. the Western brands are facing backlash for condemning this sort of practice. Mm. So, they're kind of having to balance um, uh, their kind of ethical um, uh, values um, mm. against wanting to retain their business in China. Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot going on there. But also what we want to talk about more so today is the impacts of influencers and social media kind of endorsements in yeah. the Chinese markets um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and how much of an impact they have. So what do you think about this, Peter? Well, I mean, I think that it, it they really do have a huge amount of influence, don't they? I mean, the, the um, <laughs> being influencers, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, I think that China is often at the forefront of, of showing everyone how to shop online, especially. Um, and, you know, they were, they were definitely at the forefront when it comes to things like, um, I forgot, is it, is it social? I forgot. I think it's called social selling. So whereby, yeah. let's say you get an influencer and they go into a shop and then they try on these shoes and say how great they are and blah 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 and then say oh and by the way you can buy these on this link um and then you get that whole thing where they um you can buy them virtual gifts and um uh, what is it yeah other bits of basically there are loads of ways you can give them money as well so i mean they i think that china has a very strong influencer culture and i'm sure that we're going to see at least elements of that um coming over you know coming over to here and changing the way that we shop as well because um 
we are spending more time online. I mean, what I mean, what do you think? I mean, would you do, do you look at these kinds of trends, or do you know, would you buy from an influencer uh, recommending something? Yeah, I mean, I think this has always been around in the UK, but at a, like a less of a pace, I think. So mm. I've definitely bought a product after seeing an influencer review it before. I think mm. um, we'd be lying if anyone says they haven't. It's just we're so easily influenced by people who we follow online. Um, mm. I think there's definitely a big um, growth market there in the UK. And I think TikTok might, might be taking advantage of this in the UK uh, at mm. some points. Um, mm. Yeah. That's the way I kind of see it going. Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems to be the case, isn't it? I mean, um, the way that people, uh, the way that people consume media is really changing. So, for instance, we've seen a sort of long-term decline in advertising revenues generally, especially from traditional sources like uh, like billboards. Well, especially in you know, especially in lockdown, because no one's going out, no one's getting on the bus uh, and looking at those massive signs on the roundabout, or even the signs on the on the side of a bus, you know, so yeah. um, billboards, um, TV, um, newspaper, print, uh, magazines, all that stuff, uh, advertising is really changing. And so um, certainly, although on the surface of it, you'd say, well, uh, a few, you know, a couple of actors here and there in, in China, is that really going to make a difference? I would suggest that, yes, it probably will. Um, and, you know, but you know in in in, ter- in, a, in broader terms um that could be the kind of thing that we may be seeing in the future so whereas at the moment it's a case of um you can still see influencers getting in trouble uh, in the in the uk for uh, apparently saying oh this is really good uh of being a neutral but act- when in actual fact they've been paid to do it um but i think that you know things are going to change from that to becoming more overt um saying you know hey here is this thing and you know buy it from here and you know i will get a fee and oh and by the way um you know what it why don't you check this out so, you know that we i think that some of these people will be able to earn a lot of money doing it and um and i think advertising budgets will continue to evolve to reflect that um yeah. but yeah and now we've got stuff like the Facebook marketplace and Instagram have also got a shopping section as well. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're really pushing um, the kind of like influencer selling, if you get what yeah. I mean. Yeah. In fact, we're, we're thinking about doing something like this, Yeah, um, we are. but only with one item though. Um, but that will, that'll be revealed at another point, hopefully soon, but we'll, we're working in the background on that one. Uh, yeah, anyway, mysterious. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Um, and um, the so I go on to I suppose I'll go on to the thing that I um, found most interesting today, because I think it would be fair to say that today's news is, is, a, is I'd say more of an evolution of stuff that was happening last week. I reckon, you know, even yeah. things like the, the Suez, the Suez thing, which which is interesting. Uh, obviously, loads of memes and stuff um, came <laughs> out about it as well. Um, I saw one actually on Twitter. There was a uh, Eddie Hall said he he just went for a quick dip, um, and there was a picture <laughs> of him um, at the anchor of this thing pulling it, supposedly oh pulling it along. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was quite. It goes funny. to show the internet will always take um, the Mickey out of anything. <laughs> in yeah, the news. I know. 
know. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly the new Boaty McBoat face, that's for sure. But uh, <laughs> but, but anyway, um, yeah, so today um, I thought that the uh, the most interesting thing for me was the kazoo, uh, the kazoo thing. So kazoo, it is um, it was started up by a guy called Alex Chesterman, who was the one that was bit, uh, that founded Love Film and Zoopla. So clearly has uh, has form uh in 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 uh, internet um you know internet related uh stuff and um so he he started kazoo in late eight, uh, 2018 but it launched officially in late 2019 so not long before um <clears throat> uh the coronavirus but um what it does is it buys secondhand cars um does them up and then sells them on to buyers and then delivers to the, them to their homes and they have a seven day money back guarantee um, I guess on the one hand, it won't have done so well under lockdown because maybe you know people are a bit reticent to part with their cash. But then mm. on the other hand, the the um, you know the model is suited, isn't it? Because you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to meet anyone. Um, yeah. You know, you just do you just do it. Um, and the market for secondhand cars right now is really really high because less and less people want to take public transport, so they're spending the money on secondhand cars. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so I mean, that's, um, I remember saying last year, I think that the sweet spot apparently for a, um, for a secondhand car was five grand, um, which is one of those that in terms of, I guess, a, you know, a commuter car, um, you know, they're looking for something that wasn't too, um, wasn't too expensive. Not reliable. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, but anyway, I think that this is this is an interesting company. It's not very old, um, and I think that although it's it's raised um, four hundred and fifty million quid in in uh, in capital, I do think that it is a good thing that it is trying to raise money now, and I can really see why it wants to do it by via a SPAC, and I really can see why it wants to do it in New York. Because the thing is, is that, um, I, you know, my my assumption, just looking at this on, on the surface as an outside observer, it looks to me like there are not horrendously high barriers to entry to this. Um, because, you know, buying secondhand cars, doing them up and then, you know, putting them on a website and then and then, you know, I suppose the delivery element, you just have to hire someone to do that. You know, so it doesn't yeah. sound massively difficult to me especially if you've got let's say i don't know like established players like auto trader or something like i mean would you would they do you know maybe they could do something like that i don't know but anyway my point is is that it's i don't think it's horrendously difficult to do um but um what it will need to do uh is in order to try to fend off any any potential um uh, competition because the barriers to entry are low is it needs to to get a load of cash um and you know in order to expand its operations do better marketing you know get it out there more because I, I must say i mean i you know i do sort of look at cars from time to time and i'm always looking on auto trader i never even thought of looking at kazoo but um but you know that needs to change they need to be the the one that people that the, the one that people go to um mm. so, so maybe some better marketing's in order then to get the name out there yeah I mean, I think there's definite upside in this. I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's another one that I I always see popping up. Um, I don't know if you if, if you you know if this ever gets onto your consciousness, but um, I mean, Car Wow is a you know car comparison 
website, for instance, mm-hmm. and you think, could they do that? You know, could they, because it seems to me that they've really, they've grown massively in terms of popularity um, yeah. over the last few years. And you think, well, you know, that adds an extra layer, doesn't it? I mean, you're basically getting, you're, you're looking at these, these, um, it, 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 it will do deals for you. So it looks, it looks across, God, I'm, it sounds like I'm doing a blooming, ab, ab, you know, uh, an advert. It's, it's, <laughs> are you sure it's not, not, are, you, no, are you an influencer? No, 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 God, no. Um, but no, it just sounds to me like you could have um, uh, someone like a, a, a car wow. Um, what they do is they, you, you put in your specs um, for the, you know, for the car you want. And then they look across all the different deals that you can get you know, it with with um, with car dealers, and then all you need—I say all you need—I mean, clearly this is a bit of a thing, but yeah, all you need is to stick on that like a delivery. You know, get someone to deliver it, and you know the job's good. And I mean, I just think yeah. that you know, if they could, they could—I would have thought they could do that. So anyway, my point is that Kazoo needs to be able to do to get some money now um, to make sure that it stays ahead of the competition. Um, so and I and I think that. Um, a SPAC does that because it can reverse in. There's no, you know, they can go to market quickly, get the market quickly while it's hot. Um, and they argue that, you know, American investors just have a higher you know, appetite for risk and they're okay with it. This is pretty normal to them. Um, so they will be able to get a decent valuation as well. Because the risk is, is if they did it, if they did this all in London, um, you'd get a lot, lots of um, funds managers stroking their chins and sucking in of teeth, um, uh, and <laughs> and they'd be like, I don't know, um, and you know they wouldn't be able to get such a good valuation. So I definitely see yeah. why they would do it. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely an interesting one to follow and keep your eyes out for. Yes, I think so. Um, and it'll be, interesting. I, I, you know, it'd be good. Maybe we should do some sort of. Uh, we should do a book maybe on. Uh, uh you know how how many how by how much percentage it's going to go up on the first day i mean i'm i'm yeah. thinking 60% looks like the average at the moment <laughs> um but um but anyway i don't know what Good odds. yeah well, i don't know well, i don't know uh but anyway um so look, i think that's that's about all um we you know i think we've covered it really for today um i yeah. just just wanted to say just um say to listeners out there um that i did uh, i i did an event with um, Jake Shogger of the Commercial Law Academy on Friday, but we had a few. Uh, we had a bit of a, a sort of issue at the beginning, um, and unfortunately, um, you know, Jake had to rush off because of a, a family emergency. So I carried on, but we decided that it was really um, a good thing to a helpful thing for people to listen to. So what what it was, um, for those who don't know, is I, I did a summary of the month. Okay, so the summary of the key business and financial markets news over the month. And Jake Shogger is a qualified lawyer. And he, you know, what we did is we do a bit of to and fro. We go through the, the events of the month and he puts a legal sort of um, uh, spin on it as well. So this is good, actually, for if you are not a lawyer, but also if you are a lawyer, um, then this is, you know, this will definitely be of interest to you. So anyway, decided to um, re-record it yesterday. Um, so we did a presentation to ourselves. Um, <laughs> and, um, and you know, we, 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 what we've done, normally this wouldn't happen. We would not release it, but we're releasing it. Um, uh, you know, he, he's already released it on, on YouTube. We'll release it on our channels as well. Uh, but just to let you know, so if you are interested in that sort of thing, 
um you know please please follow our channels and you know you'll see this stuff but anyway i'll shut up now but um thank you very much indeed amy for being here on your special day um, no worries <laughs> and uh, i'm i'm very pleased that you you're able to make it um, i hope you have um, a lot lined up today special cake going out i yeah. don't know to know takeaway tonight takeaway great delivery uh yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway good stuff anyway all right well look um take care and thank you listeners for listening and supporting us and we'll speak to you again tomorrow thank you very much yep. see you tomorrow all right bye, bye.